Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 589, recorded live on Sunday, March 24th, 2019. And here are your hosts, the man who ran a half marathon this morning, not Dave Pillay, but Jake Bierman. Raymond Bierman. It all works. I'll get into that. And the man who doesn't have a race schedule till October, Andy Lowe. Hi. I thought that was the, the, the thing that you wanted to go with for was the Beerman last name. Or is I, that a cat I thing? I don't even know anymore at this point. I just ran a half marathon, and I ran a 10-miler the weekend before that. I'm a little oh. tired. And I landed in country on the 14th, ran a 10-miler on the 17th, and ran a half marathon today. So why did you decide to run a half marathon today after running the 10-miler? The it's just when the runs fell, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, I just have the one race scheduled for this year, and that's it. Nothing else. Like, since October, I think I've done a bunch of crap. So I ran a half marathon in October. Yeah, I ran mine in October. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. I had to verify with that one, but yes, that has been it. Yeah. I've got the jogging stroller, though, so... Oh, what kind? Oh, a bob. I feel like you, you, um, you almost had to go with a bob before uh, the jogging stroller. Yeah. It's like the Cadillac of jogging strollers for those who don't know their baby equipment. I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, Kate, when you know, I was running at the time and Kate knew she was pregnant, she would actually like, you know, talk to people who were at the races with strollers of various kinds and ask them what they liked, what they didn't like. So, so yeah. yes. Uh, my my sister recommended the Schwinn. The Schwinn? Mm-hmm. I guess so. I don't know. I recommended the Schwinn. I didn't know they did things other than bicycles. Yeah, apparently they do running strollers. Hmm. They do electric bikes. They do a lot of things. Yeah, that's what it seems. Hmm. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got to ask, what do you what do you run with? Do you do you got tunes in? What are you no tunes? Actually, I don't run with music. Now Catherine likes to run with music. I tried it once and it threw off my rhythm completely. So I just run listening to everyone else doing their thing. You see, I I am literally the exact opposite. I've tried to run without music and my rhythm is all over the place. Yeah, so I've been doing it this way since I joined the Army, so you have to figure I've been running without music for 14-plus years. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you're definitely, you've got your thing, yeah, and the music would just throw you off. Yeah, the music threw me off so bad that I literally took out my headphones in the middle of a race. Like, I think I was at mile, like, four. And just threw them in my pocket and ran the rest of the way without it. Now, did you just, like, pick just random music to listen to, or...? No, no, I have a set list that I use for, like, my treadmill, like, but my treadmill has speakers inside it, so I don't have to have the earbuds in. Mm -hmm. So I'll listen to either a podcast, a book, or just random music. I have a specific station. It's a mix of instrumentals and techno, because I don't like having words when I'm running. Weird. I I literally my Pandora. I've got a uh, a Pandora um, station that is literally the same exact thing. I've got video game music, um, techno. Yep, soulful strut radio. That's yeah, it's entirely all just instrumental music and stuff that's upbeat. Yeah, mine maintains like around the same BPM throughout the whole entire radio station. It occasionally goes a little faster, but other than that, yeah. Have you have you ever heard of Podrunner at all or no? No, I have not. Oh, Podrunner. Um done by uh an actual electronic music DJ. Um he does workout music mixes at a set BPM. 
Okay. So, like, he's got everything from... Oh, he's also got some varied tempo stuff now, too. But everything from 120 BPM all the way up to 185 Okay, my cadence is around 150 to 160. Well, he's got plenty of the ones in there. And he, yeah. yeah, he does like hour-long just mixes. Nice. At a set BPM. Yeah, no, this is this is what I actually listen, this is how I, you know, this is how I make sure I stay on my pace. Yeah, whereas mine is honestly just hearing how my feet fall. <laughs> it's so stupid. That's how I do it, unless I'm on a treadmill. Treadmill, I can listen to music the whole time. Yeah, tread, treadmills when I break out the Pandora because you're, the treadmill regulates your speed, you know, it's... It's yeah, kind of I, hard to f- run faster than the treadmill. I've listened to quite a few books while on a treadmill. Yeah, they just get lost in the story and just run. Mm-hmm. It works. I had a uh, one of my coworkers uh, was trying to get himself in shape, so uh, he said that he would only watch the um, the Marvel Netflix series while he was on the treadmill. It's hmm, not a bad idea. I think it was Chad. But yeah, no, it, yeah. If <laughs> this is how I this is how I keep what I'm doing is with the this pod runner stuff there, and I've been using him for years. And I'll he's have got to check him out. Yeah, he's definitely got you know he's a he's a, basically a dance DJ. So it's mostly like house or some sort of EDM. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's got some other stuff in there too. So it's not all. It, there are definitely you know different tracks even at the same BPM that sound very different. Yeah. So. No, I mean even my brother, his stuff is how to describe it he calls it a techno version of ambient noise it's interesting stuff like i'd have to send you a link to a soundcloud because it makes more sense oh what do they call that oh there's a oh there's a term for it i I just can't remember it i heard it one time too oh i know what he's talking about though yeah like and that's the style of music he creates i just can't remember he calls it so eh, it's all good now, do you use uh, GPIS at all or anything of else? After yeah, I, I have a Garmin watch that I use. So I use Garmin Connect. And I don't know if I ran, run synced up with my phone or not. I actually ran with my phone because they had an app so people could track you while you were running. And apparently mine just didn't communicate with anyone else. <laughs> so they didn't know that I was even running. But I definitely got alerts on where Catherine was at. So I'm like, ah, this is stupid. Yeah, I... I wrote my own app to uh, have alert Kate when I would pass certain mile markers because the, the Detroit had their app, but for the past umpteen years, it would basically just crash the page because everybody would be trying to access it at the same time. Yeah. So I would just, you know, be able to tap my phone every time I passed a mile marker and it would send her a text message of oh, nice. estimated finishing time based off Thanks. of my last mile and then also my total average over the previous umpteen miles. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And then I set it up to text me what my, you know, last mile pace was. So I have, you know, an idea of, you know, what, what I what I ran that last mile. Yeah. So I would just get the notification on my watch and just keep running. Yeah, it was helpful for me because um, we had some friends who were kind of out of town, like Asheville versus Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's like about a four and a half hour drive. They were down to come and hang out and I finished and then they're like, when is Catherine getting in? I just checked their little app because this one actually worked pretty well. It's like, eh, about 15 minutes. They're like, okay, sure enough. 15 minutes later, Catherine comes strolling across the finish line. Well, I'm guessing the your race did not have um, 35,000 people running. Oh, no, no. We had 3,800. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so, like the number severely of... Severely small. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's only the sixth year it's ran so oh well, that's always yeah. nice to get in early on some of those like we ran 50 percent of them so i call that a win yeah i found out there uh one of the delis i go to when i'm in battle creek at the office started mm-hmm. up a 5k called the rubin run and i could have been does, you know that does not sound awesome unless it's like the donut run where you no no you don't actually two get and a half rubin. miles eat two Rubens and then run two and a half miles back. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. The, the Ruben run. <laughs> God, there was a there's a 10-miler I used to do up in Flint called the Crim, and you would run by Fraternity Row for Kettering University, and the guys would be out there with just brand new boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts that they picked up that morning. Oh, yeah, we there's a, in Raleigh, there's the Krispy Kreme run. It's five miles, two and a half miles from... One area, like it's literally like the capital steps, or there's it's a steps to a certain building. From there to the Krispy Kreme, where they will give you a dozen donuts, you have to eat all dozen and then run back. <laughs> I've never done it because I don't want to throw up while running ever again. So, oh yeah, no, I did that once. That was that's not fun. No, it's it's not a pleasant experience. No, especially you know if you're trying to fuel yourself, so you you know you're, you 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 pre fuel before the race, and you 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 feel like you're doing okay, and then it just throws yeah. everything out of whack. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, no, uh, but the, the mean, app I run on my phone with is the just the Nike app now because all my other apps have seemed to have uh, gone under. Yeah, I did really crappy on this one, but I, like I said, I discovered my shoes were were on their last leg. Did not do well in this race at all. Ooh. Well, it's, I did it. That's all that matters is yes. I did it. You you finished. Yes. As my boss would say, you were miles ahead of everybody still sitting on the couch. True. 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 Anyway. Topics. You have yes. topics. Yeah, so if I, I forgot if I mentioned that or not, but Dave is currently out this week with the stomach flu, so... Yeah, I was going to try and segue something into streaming and how we stream music, but uh, that was too much effort. <laughs> I figured I'd just say topics and see what happened. Well, the, the big one that happened was the fact that Google finally announced what the heck they were working on. It's called yeah. Stadia. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Stadia, st- I don't know how st- else to say Stadia? it. Stadia? Stadia, Stadia. Yeah, I mean, either way, super awkward name. Yes. I don't even know. Is it like an actual word? Is just a made-up word that they picked? I don't know. I'd have to look because reasons. But yes, no, this is uh, Google finally had their um, their keynote thing at GDC where they announced this, and it's not hardware. Well, it's 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 not a console. Uh, it's a cloud-based video game service. Yes. Yeah, so previously in the podcast, we talked about how I did that project stream thing with... Uh, Stadia. Stadia. Which is a method of surveying in which distances are read by noting the interval on a graduated rod intercepted by two parallel crosshairs mounted in the telescope of a surveying instrument, the rod being placed at one of a distance to be measured at the surveying instrument at the other. Oh, it's that pole that the guy always always are walking around with. Okay. At least that's according to dictionary.com. All right. Or the plural of stadium. The plural of stadium is not stadiums, but stadia? It's a plural of stadium. Okay. Stadia. Hmm. I like the surveying equipment one best. Yeah, no, that uh, yeah, I like that one better than than plural of stadiums. Yeah, 
But yeah, so it's a cloud-based streaming server that will let you play games, but you could play it on any platform from smartphone to tablet to TV and back again if you wanted to. Yeah, supposedly it's supposed to help making stream stuff easier, but uh, I think the streamers already have that figured out. Well, no, this is... Oh, so you're talking like, you know, like the Twitch and YouTube streamers? Yeah, so literally says... One is a capture button that enables players to share their gameplay by uploading it to YouTube. In fact, Google says sessions will involve two simultaneous streams, one for the end user and one directly to YouTube, both hmm. at 40K and 60 frames a second. Oh, jeez. Or 4K and 50, yeah. So you can get your eight high-quality stream on YouTube because it's probably going from their server to their server, so it's not going to... Yeah, and then if you wanted, you could simulcast it through Twitch. I don't know. Well, it wouldn't be through Twitch, because Twitch is owned by Amazon, so it would probably have to be some sort of YouTube live stream. Well, you can do the YouTube, but if you're using a certain proprietary thing that captures what's being seen on your screen... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can simulcast on Twitch. Anyway, neither here nor there. It's an interesting concept... Yeah, no, it it because like I said, I was part of the the beta test with Assassin's Creed, and it it worked fine on my computer here at home. I've got this, you know, my little laptop here and my cable connection, and it, you know, outside of just every once in a while having a little glitch mm-hmm. with my ISP connection, which you know is not the fault of the streaming software, but of my ISP. I, yeah. I couldn't really tell that it wasn't actually on my box. Yeah, like it wasn't the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. So the the one big, uh, well, there's two big bits of information that were not talked about at this. One okay. was the business model. So Google announced, hey, this is what it is, but they never said anything about what it's going to cost or how is it going to be set up? Is it going to be subscription-based? Is it going to be game-based? You know, how does it work? They haven't said. Yeah. I'm quickly browsing the articles you shared, and I was like, the thing is, most people now do the digital downloads and all that stuff anyway, so this is just a step of where they don't even have to download it. Yeah, it's like that uh, Microsoft just announced that Xbox that will be download only. doesn't actually have an optical drive. Yeah, which would technically save them money and space. Yeah. Now, what do you think about the the other button on the controller that's a Google Assistant button? I don't use any of those Assistant things, so I really don't care. We just have the uh, Amazon one here, but that one's just a speaker. It's like, you know, I've got, I know I've got it on my phone. Mm-hmm. My phone's an Android device, but I've literally never used it. Yeah. I, I don't even know what I would use it for on my phone. I, and that's the thing is, like, if I'm going to look something up, I'm not going to go, since I have an iPhone, I'm not going to go, hey, Siri, this. Like, I just don't do that. I type everything in. But that's just because I'm old, I guess. I don't know. Where it's like, you know, okay, if I wanted to set an alarm, I would just hit the alarm function on my phone to set an alarm. Yeah. I wanted to look at my calendar. I've got a widget on my home screen. That's my calendar. Yeah. Which uh, turns out my widget is actually not working right now. Widget what? Oh, is it really? I have that few many items for my next two weeks? It's huh. not a bad thing. No, it's just surprising. Normally I have, you know, a bunch of things on my calendar, but no, that's literally the next two weeks right there. All right. <laughs> Makes it easier. Yeah. So would you be interested in this for your gaming device? I'm not sure. 
I'd have to see how it felt, like, literally in my hand while using it. Like, it's just the controller looks like it's modeled after the Xbox controller. You can use third-party controllers, though. Gotcha. So I could still use my Xbox controller. I could use, the you know, any Bluetooth controller that's out there. Because I remember uh, Microsoft put out a press release afterwards saying that they were uh, glad that Google was allowing the use of their... Um, no, what do they call that Xbox controller? The one for uh, disabilities? I'm not sure. Like, I've been a PlayStation guy for a long, long time. So, until recently, where I got a Switch and I've been playing Steam games. So, I don't even know what I am anymore. It's a weird hybrid. Yeah, oh, I, I know that feeling as well as I'm sitting here as the number one game in my list right now is the one on my phone. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels one. so weird to do that. Yeah. But, what can you do? <laughs> Somebody also uh, had the opinion of okay. that uh, streaming and cloud computing is endangering modding and game preservation. How is that endangering that? Well, the fact that um, if 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 your streaming game goes under and the game just goes away, who's gonna who's gonna be able to save it? Mm, I guess, but I mean, if it goes under, would you want it saved? No, there's a, there's a lot of games history. Heck, Atari went under. True. And those, you and know, they, that was the that was the one of the, you know, grandfathers of the video game industry. And if Atari if if Atari going under means that, you know, all of the Atari games just upped and disappeared. I, I could see that, but I'm sure the stuff would be at least captured in some way, shape or form. Because, yes, it's a cloud based thing, but the cloud is an actual physical location of memory. True. I mean, we both read tubes. <laughs> We found where the internet came from. That's true. So maybe if they have uh, an accurate exit strategy. Like, hey, this actually isn't working. So then they just move all the data of the cloud-based things into an actual, like, hard structure to figure out what was going wrong. Like, it's too easy to transfer things back and forth. Yeah. That's if they actually think of that instead of just letting it die like the dodo. Yeah, the question is, you know, how do we if if it's an evolving cloud-based game world, like how do you how do you save that? It's the same thing as like, you know, with World of Warcraft is, you know, okay, half of World of Warcraft is the people who populate World of Warcraft. Yes. It's hard to capture that for posterity's sake. Yes, but also I found World of Warcraft boring, so Also true. Not going to argue that one. Like I played it to the point where I was like, this is the dumbest thing I played in a long time. I don't know how people... Okay, I could see how people would get addicted to it and overplay it and play all the things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, it's literally doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm also playing Tetris 99, which is playing Tetris. Yes, but you're playing against other people, which adds variety to the game. True. Yeah, so if... There were plenty of times while I was out in World of Warcraft by myself, attacking crocodiles, attacking murlocs, attacking this, attacking X, to try to get N number of Ys, and it was just, you know, the names have been changed, but it's exactly the same, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah, like, the effort that changes is maybe you have something that's stronger, or a new spell that can do the stuff that you're doing, but in the end of the day, it's the same four keystrokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, the other aspect of it was the the modding community because it's it's kind of hard to mod the game if you can't download it and yeah. you can't look at the actual structure of the game. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that's such a small subset of a community. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I'm, I'm oh, on no. the other hand, mod modders can't mod the game now. 
Which the flip coin of that is cheaters can't mod the game now. Yes. It's kind of hard to mod the game if it's just somewhere else. Exactly. Uh, Cloud-based. Well, Walmart is trying to get into the business, too, of cloud-based gaming, in theory. How? How how would that work? Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how exactly that would work. Well, it's uh, the according to this article, the retail giant is exploring its own platform to enter the now competitive video game streaming race, which um, Walmart, well, I think the only streaming thing that they currently have is uh, Voodoo, V-U-D-U, the uh, movie streaming okay. service. And Shell plans for that streaming service after they thought it was too risky. Well, they were trying to do their own version of Netflix. Yeah. Which they... And, but they, still, the have, digital, they still have Voodoo they the around. Voodoo, yeah. It's just Walmart. Like, how, how much would it cost? That's the other thing, is how much would this stuff cost? Yes. You have to you have to earn enough in order for it to work. That's um, Because Netflix didn't start out as a streaming service. It started out as a, we mail you DVDs, you mail them back. Or mm-hmm. you buy them. Like, that's how that started. It's like, I don't even have to go to the video store now. I can just order them. And then it started streaming the videos. And then everyone's like, I don't even have to wait now? Holy crap. And they slowly incremented the price, but still not that noticeable. Yep. Yeah. So what is Google's streaming game service or Walmart's streaming service going to cost? Nobody knows. Which, you know, I I see these things and then I see, I remember when OnLive was first announced. Was OnLive a bad idea or was OnLive just literally ahead of the curve? I don't know. Because OnLive was founded in 2003, and it was yes. all about, you know, being able to stream the games to your device. Or did Google just buy it up and try to hone it in for more higher-end games? Uh, well, Sony was the one who actually bought OnLive. But you have to look at it that way. Did they, while Sony may have bought OnLive, did they buy just the OnLive service, or did they buy the know-how and wherewithal of OnLive in general? Oh, so you're talking kind of like a, a Fitbit buying Pebble, where they didn't really want to buy Pebble, they just wanted Pebble's patents and their engineers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, PlayStation says they've got an announcement coming out as well, and granted, you know, they have PlayStation now, so. So everyone is trying to think, hey, streaming's where it's at, it worked for videos, will it work for video games? I don't know. I don't know. There's something about being able to play a game without being on the internet that I like. Yes, yes, there's a reason why I have Clue on my phone. It's like, that's the downside to Tetris 99 is you have to be connected online to play it. There's no single player option. It's always 99 people playing Tetris at once. Do you do you literally have to wait around for 99 people to show up? It doesn't take long. It takes okay. like maybe five seconds and you're in a room full of 99 other people playing Tetris. Okay, I was going to say, like, that would suck if you just log in and you're like, three people have joined the game and you just you're just waiting waiting on 97 others oh that would be horrid still can't believe they did a battle royale for tetris that just seems crazy. dude as as insane as it sounds it's super fun oh i don't doubt it because i you know i enjoy tetris and being able to, to get build i have to get better at building fast now, but I do I, also follow Classic Tetris and the World Classic Championship. Like, I'm really dumb with Tetris stuff. The seventh, the seven-time champion got beat by a 16-year-old this past year. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, uh, where do you put your uh, open column for the 4 by ones I 
tend to go right, but that's because of classic Tetris. Like, I create a right-sided well because classic Tetris, that was the easiest place to put the long bar. I saw somebody who put the long uh, the, the well in the center. Yeah, I've done center wells, but I try and just build in a way that makes sense to me. Yeah, no, I always go, I always go right wells as well, because that was the way to do it. Yeah, way back in the 80s. <laughs> And 90s. I still, I, did we get rid of the Game Boy or is that still around here somewhere? I think a Game Boy is still upstairs. So it is, it's down but not forgotten. Good old Tetris. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting you brought up Atari because of their new console, supposedly, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. Well, I was going to say, I don't, I won't believe it till I see it, but I guess I'll have to wait even longer because they just said it got delayed again. Yeah, but I mean, the specs look okay. It's just, you can't, you can post, hey, it's going to have this all day long, but until you actually see something. Yeah, it was originally supposed to show up in 2018, yeah. and now it's the end of this year, and it's like, okay. So it's got a, got a couple months. Mm-hmm. Just a couple. Still don't know what games are going to be able to be played on it. Atari games like, you know, E.T. <laughs> yes, because E.T. It's it's just E.T. That's all it plays, but in better resolution. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. Worst April Fool's joke ever. Or best. No, worst. But I also do, in looking at still the whole streaming option, how many things do we need to stream? How many things do we need to be subscribed to? Heck, I know I'm subscribed to Apple Music, Adobe, because I have all the stuff I do with Adobe, mm-hmm. Netflix, um, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I'm trying to think of what else am I subscribed to? Hulu? I used to be, no, I used to do the PlayStation Network stuff, but I stopped because I don't really play my PlayStation much. Uh, oh, I have my Switch online subscription. Um,. YouTube, I uh, don't pay for it, though. That's still technically a uh, I subscribe to YouTube channels. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of things I actually pay for that oh, I get. Yeah, no, I don't I don't pay for YouTube. No, I will never pay for YouTube. That's just silly. Mm-hmm. I swear there's another one that I... Luckily, I have the, the interweb, and I can just look at my frequented pages. <laughs> see what I'm actually... But I think the ones that are the most expensive, like, have by far got to be my Adobe and a few others. But Adobe is by far the worst. Oh, I... There's a reason why we're still using Adobe Audition 3 at some of our stuff at work. It's because we don't don't want to upgrade. Because if we do, it's Adobe CC. And I don't want to have to deal with that. And I have the Creative Cloud. I love it. But I know as soon as... Like, pretty soon I'm going to decide, do I want to keep the full subscription or do I just want to pick the programs that I use? Because the full gives me access to quite a bit of things that normally you wouldn't say, ah, I don't need to use this, but then there's that random time when you need to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, we have, in our Kalamazoo office, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine Adobe auditions installed just in our Kalamazoo office. And I know we've got at least that up in Lansing. And so we probably in in the state of Michigan probably have like 40 licenses going. So I I can't just imagine how much we'd be paying for the creative cloud just for computers that may or may not get used on a daily basis. I mean, but if you're only using the one program, you can have just the one program subscription. Well, yes, but still it's, you know, it's like 10 bucks 
bucks a month, but that's still, you're like, oh, that's only 10 bucks. But after a while, you're like, how long have we been paying this $10 a month mm-hmm. for 10 computers? So that's $100 a month. Say it's more computers. You're like, because each computer has to have its own. Well, no, I, I have mine on three different devices. So I can have it on three devices before I have to buy a new one. So you could split it between, I think, two to three devices before you have to get another subscription. And that price is about to go up, too. So I have to actually look into that. Yay! Subscriptions! They're the best. Which is funny because one of our uh, topics here is the fact that people are starting to be feel fatigue from all these subscription locations. Yeah, well, I... It's you never know that there's this like, have you tried this new streaming service? No. Why? Oh, it's really great. There's limited ads like you only see. I'm like, I don't care anymore. I just don't. You know, yes, it's great. You know, I get to pay money. So I see less ads, which I I do have to say sometimes YouTube, that would be nice, especially if what was it last night? We were watching a YouTube video and an ad popped up literally about 10 seconds before the end of the video. Yeah. yeah, at that point, I just don't see the last 10 seconds of the video. But it was in the ad, so I couldn't even, like, jump to the next thing in our queue. I was stuck watching this oh. ad for then, and, you know, then the video ended, and then we started a new video, which started with another ad. It's like, oh, you got you guys got to be kidding me. And that's why they tried to offer the, they used to call it YouTube Red, then they tried YouTube Premium, and I think now it's something else. It might be YouTube Premium now. I'm trying to see. Yes, YouTube Premium. The, it's like... I had to open up YouTube and find out. Yeah, that's literally what I was saying. It's like, YouTube? Where are you, YouTube? Because, you know, red just didn't sound good like that. felt like it was too adult. Whatever. That's honestly why they changed it to what it is now. I don't doubt it. Because if you hear YouTube red, then you think of red tube. Yes, and that's not, that's not the same. Uh, no, no, it's not. But yeah, no, I... It's it's funny the amount of things that you can do with your just, you know, subscribing to this, subscribing to that, not actually owning anything. You know, and that's the one thing that frustrated me with Adobe because I liked owning like because you could use to get like the CS6, like the creative suite. Mm-hmm. You could own the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And if they needed updates, you could buy the updates, but you shouldn't have to need them. You could just own it. But now with like I'm happy I have the creative cloud because Camera firmware, camera raw files, like stuff like that has constantly updated. And heaven forbid I get a new camera and the file can't be read by any of the programs. So wait, raw files are camera specific? Yes. So Sony uses ARW, Canons use CX something, Nikon's are. But they have their own proprietary thing for each camera because of the way it processes this, that, and the other. Whereas JPEGs work everywhere. Yeah. But if you're going to edit a raw file, you need to have the program that'll do it. Now, each camera also has a native program that you can use to edit the photos. However, it's not necessarily that great or intuitive. Whereas, yeah, some would say the Adobe ones aren't like, but eh, I like them. I've used them for a long time, so... I didn't think about raw files having issues, granted. Well, when I first got the um, A7R3, I couldn't edit my photos in Lightroom or Bridge or anything like that until they actually got that data from Sony to put in there to be able to edit them because the files were just too new for the program to read. That happened to me actually at work. With um, we got a we got a brand new 2019 Chevy Equinox for one mm-hmm. of our stations, and they wanted 
me to take all of our remote gear and put it in the new car. And you're going from a 1992 Ford F-150 truck to a 2019 mm-hmm. Chevy Equinox. Did you say 92? 92. That's outstanding. Yeah. No, the thing was falling apart it's around. Tank, yeah. But it's still a tank. Yeah, but it was falling apart because it lived in Holland which was right next to the water. Okay. Um, so it they needed a new car, and they got the new one, and they're like, can we put all this stuff in here? And I'm just looking at them going, not really, no. <laughs> you know, I can I can build it separately, but trying to tie it into the actual radio system, not really, no. So I even go to, I even go to a Crutchfield, and they have guides that you can buy. And so mm-hmm. I got the guide for the 2019 Crutchfield, and the first thing that it says is there is, we do not recommend replacing your radio. And then the other part, it gives me sections of the pinouts, and there's a whole section where it says, you know, use is unknown at this time because it's so new that Crutchfield doesn't even know what all the wires are for. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically the same principle that the camera raw files fall under. It's it, The wire does something. We're just not sure what it does right now. So uh, we'll get back to you. I plug it in and see, see what it does? Question mark? I don't know. But when, you know, when you go to the main source for aftermarket radio parts and they don't even know what to do, it's just like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to build my stuff in parallel to the the regular system. And then we'll just probably just tap into one of the speakers. Don't even worry about all the stuff up in the front. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. You could have been in a, a Tesla car. See, Teslas that, that, don't even have AM they, radios. They Teslas, don't? Teslas don't have AM radios because there's too much electronics in there that it, 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 they can't huh. get it to work. Uh, I wonder if it's because of... Oh, well, yeah. I can see that having an issue. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Fair enough. But yes, no, uh, Pwn to Own happened uh, just recently in uh, Vancouver, Canada, and they added an automotive section to the competition. Yeah. So not only could you pwn to own laptops and other things, but if somebody had hacked the Tesla, they got... They would have owned the... Yeah, the Tesla. Yeah. That would be pretty, pretty epic to be able to do it. Somebody did. Well, yeah, but I'm just like thinking of like with my limited abilities, I would never be able to do it. No, these, the, the guys who did it out of the uh, the total prize pool for the whole weekend was $545,000. And the majority of that was the car. Um, well, no, no. The car was on top of the reward or reward money. Ah, okay. So they won the card, but they also got $35,000 for that event. But then also they won $375,000 of the the total prize money for the whole three-day competition. Well, they're probably really good at what they do. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's... These guys will probably um, keep doing what they're doing. Hmm. Hacking a Tesla car. Maybe they just used AM radio equipment. (laughs) That's why there's no AM radio in there. Aha! It literally hacks the car itself. It's like, what did you use to hack the car? 10.40 a.m. Yeah, it's, I uh, can't believe that was added to the... Uh, I mean, what other cars do you think you could hack besides the Tesla? Well, there was, there was the, the, the Jeep hack was that popular one that was shown a few years ago, yeah. where the guys were able to get in via the OnStar system. Or not the OnStar system, um, 
the navigation system? Something like that. Yeah, they were able to get in remotely. But I mean, the Tesla would be the scarier one mm-hmm. because that thing, pretty, especially like, what was it, the Model 3 that they hacked? Yeah. Yeah, that one's almost completely autonomous if you mm-hmm. wanted it to be. Yeah, so if you start messing with the autopilot, that's got problems. Yeah, that's that's why that would be a little bit scarier. Like, hopefully Tesla talks to the guys and be like, hey, how'd you do that? So well, yes, no, it. that's that's part of the pwn-to-own competition is they, yeah. most of the time they actually have people on site from the um, companies. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if I remember correctly, they have uh, the they they have to show their exploit to the the own to own people, and then they have ninety days, you know, for the developers and manufacturers to uh, basically patch it. Like there was uh, this year, Mozilla had a had their Firefox hacked, and they patched it the next day. Wow! So they're like, oh, that's a security flaw. All right, boom. Next day, there's a patch out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the benefit of having, I guess subscription services to certain things so i do get patches really fast yes that is true yes i don't have to worry about well you think of just the program itself you also forget that oh i'm also making sure that this is not an exploit to my computer Mm -hmm. so uh do you have an apple tv are you part of the whole apple infrastructure or no i have an apple tv yes well there might be an update to it because apple's having a new event yeah, I have. I just have to make sure I check to see what's going on with that. Like, we don't use the Apple TV a lot. We have it because when in doubt, like if we're not watching stuff on our main TV, we've got a ways to watch our different subscription services on the what I call the downstairs TV. And yeah, that's what it's connected to. Well, we'll see uh, what happens with the. Uh the keynote on Monday. Like, and since I already have the Apple Music, like, anytime someone wants to listen to music on my Apple TV, literally, they can play whatever. Kind of nice. That uh, would be nice. I'm trying to think if anybody's actually, when they've been over here, I think Brian's connected to our Chromecast while yeah. he was here. Yeah. Yeah, we got a Chromecast on our TV, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the Chromecast, so... Yeah. Pretty much able to stream things to your TV. Are you interested okay. in Apple's new news subscription service? They're changing the news subscription service? It's been rumored that a paid news service will cost $10 per month, and they're going to be debuting it on Monday. I, why would I pay for the news in that aspect? Like, yes, I understand... New subscriptions. I do have a few because I follow specific ones that target the military. I shouldn't say target, but talk about the military. Like their prime prime writing function is military writing, and I follow them because that's part of my job. Yeah, no, that's... But why would I pay Apple to tell me what is news? I don't know. I also have got a couple of subscriptions for work that I pay attention to. Magazines and other sorts of newsletters. Like I like the on the iPhone it has the little news app and it literally pulls from all the different news places for certain keywords that I plugged into it and it's basically like a huge news aggregate for me and I like I like it but if I have to start paying for it, I'm going to just move over to Reddit and use Reddit as my news aggregate so yeah you see if not Reddit <laughs> then I would use Twitter I'm in an industry that has an older audience so. Mm-hmm. If I didn't subscribe to my newsletters and such, I have a feeling a lot of the news would not get disseminated out to other platforms. Yeah, and that's the hard part is like I also have to try and listen or watch local news as much as I can, which is hard to do while in Korea, not going to lie. <laughs> no, I... Uh, but yeah. 
Jan Hop News is one of my go-tos for local news infrastructure. That and BBC International, they have a good Asia section. But yeah, no, I wouldn't pay Apple for a news service. Like, no. And I own a lot of Apple products and their music service. But I like the music service because I literally can look up anything and it'll add it to my library without costing me much, if anything. Mm -hmm. So I do like that. You know, supposedly Amazon Prime's like, you have Prime Music and you haven't used it. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, no, I... trying to think of actually the last time I watched a uh, Amazon Prime video. I feel like I should at some point, though, because I haven't watched the new season of The Grand Tour. So The car show? Yes. With the British guys? Mm-hmm. That's not Top Gear? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar. Okay. Remember, my baby brother is huge into cars. Yeah. I say baby. He turned 19 on Pi Day. <laughs> yeah, not much of a baby anymore. You have to remember, I'm 16 years older than him. He's always going to be my baby brother. Uh, okay, so other Apple news. Um, do you got AirPods? No, I use Bose sports wireless thingy-majiggers. I don't use the AirPods. Okay, good, because I guess the AirPods are slowly dying. Yeah, but they're also upgrading the AirPods and to be better. So the older ones are dying and the new ones are supposed to be better. I don't so everybody will go out and buy the new ones? Yeah, it's just like the iPhone. <laughs> oh, my iPhone's dying. Oh, my gosh, I better go buy the new one. Same principle. Let's be real here. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I can't argue against you on that one. <laughs> it's just like that with Android phones. Oh my goodness, this one's so slow. I guess I better get the new one. <laughs> you know, I I'm, I'm happy with my current Android phone. When did the LG G6 come out? I'm curious. They're up to the G8 now. Okay. I see ads for it all the time in Korea because LG. LG, yeah. You had to get a different phone for Korea, didn't you, or no? No, no. My um, iPhone's unlocked. I bought directly from Apple. So I literally just had to take the SIM card out, put whatever one in. It's good to go. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah, but you pay for it and buying the phone wholesale. Oh, yeah. So instead of paying like, oh, I have... Apple forever. I pay $20 a month and I can upgrade my phone at any time. No, I paid full price for the phone. Yeah, T-Mobile. I've had this phone for a while now, so. Yeah, T-Mobile's sort of like that where they'll, you'll pay X amount a month for it. So you you pay them back for it, but you you know, you could also just buy it out full price. LG G6 was released in February 26, 2017. Yeah, so it's not that old of a phone. No. Like, I have the iPhone 7 Plus, which came out, I believe, in 2016. Mm-hmm. I like it just fine. I'm not going to need to replace my phone for a while. So. You have the S5? 7. Kate has a 7. We I had the recent, 5. We recently had to upgrade Catherine from the 7 because it finally pretty much was dying. <laughs> She's hard on phones, but it was it's nearly dead. Yeah, I know she is hard on phones. I've I've I seen her in her action. The, I was trying to find the one that it's literally like the sport where it was like already in a spectacular case that would protect the phone, mm-hmm. but they didn't make it for um, Verizon. So, oh, no, yeah, the sport ones were normally AT&T and Sprint. Sprint. Yep. Yeah. But she's got her new one and it's fine now. She has the nine. I think it is. Yeah. The S9. Well, Technology they- always, always upgrading like Oculus. Let's make it better. We'll we'll put out a new one that has a whole bunch of better stuff there, and then we'll. Uh, but it's not the same. So then we'll just take all the new hardware and put it basically in the old box, and be like, "Oh my goodness, this is so much better! Why didn't you do this in the first place?" Well, technically we did, but you didn't like it. Yeah. 
My my favorite part of this fact is so Oculus announced the Quest headset, which was the standalone headset, mm-hmm. um, and then they come out with the Rift S, which is basically you know the new regular VR headset, but yeah. with all the 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 Quest in, internals, and they set them at the same price point. Yeah, I just buy the standalone. You know, I, I have a feeling that the standalone is not going to have as much hardware behind it because it's not going to be plugged into anything. But yeah, you know, it's a bit funny. It's like oh, you get two different models, but they're same exact price wonder how many people are going to buy what they think is the wrong one well i mean the rift they say is going to have a higher resolution than the ones that are out now which is to include the quest but i I don't care i don't do vr it makes it gives me like weird vertigo or it's just it just it disconnects you from your motions or Uh, no so sometimes well maybe this was just the older systems but the head movement like the motion blur literally would make it so I would start looking the wrong direction and yeah, total vertigo. Yeah. Now the new ones are better at that. So I've just never picked one up ever since. So, well, if you got $400 to burn, no, no, I don't. Yeah. I do not have that money to burn. But I mean, if you, if you're into the VR thing or you really like the experience and by all means try them, but I know there's a bunch of different other companies that are making the same type of thing. Like Oculus isn't the only one making VR headsets. Nope. I will see where it goes. I, I, I've never been really much of a fan of the VR stuff. Cause it's, it, you just, you feel like you're closed in. Oh, and yes, I get it. You want to feel like, okay, to see my surroundings, I actually have to look around, but yeah. Plus you, you, everybody looks like a fool when they're wearing the, uh, when they're wearing the gigantic headset yep. and trying to move around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look silly. So one final topic I want to hit before we hit the randoms. Okay. Uh, a Lithuanian gentleman uh, just pled guilty from stealing over a hundred million dollars from Facebook and Google. Good on him. And how he did it was he uh, registered and incorporated a Latvian company with the same name as the Asian computer hardware manufacturer Quanta Computer Inc. And he opened up a bunch of bank accounts. And then he sent forged invoices to Google and Facebook. <sighs> Genius. And people paid him. That's outstanding. <laughs> let me, like, yeah, let me, you, you, you can't get mad at him. Yeah. No, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that was a... Smart- How can you be mad at a guy who was just like, you know what? If I did this, I wonder if I could get paid. And he gets paid, he's just like, well, I guess I'll keep doing it. For $100 million. Like... Two thousand thirteen to two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like two, two years he was doing this. Two years when the tracking for this type of stuff wasn't up there yet. No. Like that's pretty impressive for the time frame. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding. Like, yeah, I don't wish anyone to have their money scammed away from them, but I think Facebook and Google could afford it. And I've hopefully this now means that they have better um, auditing on their uh, books, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, but that that is hilarious. Like when I read the article, I didn't actually see when it took place. I was like, oh, they were scammed out of money. Okay, cool. And to see that was actually in 2013 to 2015, that makes it a little bit more like this is this is not bad at all. It sucks that he's you know facing 30 years in jail, but hey, he only had to forfeit 50 million dollars. It's probably all the money he had left. I'm guessing. Still, to get ninety nine million from Facebook and twenty three million from Google. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it's it's those big huge companies. It's like you know, somebody gets a bill, and it's heck that that happened at work also with us, not on a scale scale of millions, but you know, somebody gets a bill for some sort of software or something or another, and they come to me and they're like, 
um, do you know what this is? And I'm looking at it going, I, I have no idea. Yeah. So, you know, people are like, well, we're going to pay it because we need to pay it. I'm like, uh, what, what do we, are we going to check it at all? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, do, do we have to pay this one? Sure. Or the fact that uh, somebody didn't pay attention to a contract and we were paying for something that we were no longer using. Oh, snap. How yeah. long was that contract up for? Uh, ended sometime in 2018, so it's been a year and a couple of months now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the military is big on their contracts, and at the moment that contract is over... If you didn't win the contract, no pay. Yep. But the Army's also really fast in taking away any money that they think is owed to them. So it's the government for you. Mm-hmm. Well, we should probably hit the randoms. Random topics. Random review first. I am reviewing an app that I've got for my phone here called okay. Past Recorder. So the idea with Past Recorder is you would turn it on and it would start listening and basically filling a buffer, which the free app, the buffer is up to 10 minutes. So it will store the last 10 minutes of what it hears. And okay. Um, if you want, you know, if you heard something that you want to save, you just tap the button and says, hey, you know, how much of the past do you want to save? So you could save the last five seconds, the last 10 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute, five minute, 10 minutes. And it will save okay. the previous time of that length as an MP3 file. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So um, when I was working in at what I kindly call SWIC, we had um, video cameras that would shoot in super slow-mo and would literally record 8 seconds to 20 seconds back for slow-mo. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I it's, mean, yes, it's only seconds, whereas audio, you're getting like 10 minutes, but yeah. So yeah. No, I, I totally understand it. The, the idea of where I started actually using that was um, we just have the one Adobe Audition in the studio that mm -hmm. is being used to record um, the, the plays for hockey, basketball, football, for the sports thing there so they can get their highlights. Gotcha. Well, sometimes Adobe Audition is busy. Like, he's editing oh. some file and he's not, you know, he's not recording in the background or he forgot to record something. So we put this on his phone. Plugged mm -hmm. it in there so the, the headphone jack was getting fed the, the studio audio. And he would just turn it on there. And then if he missed a highlight of some kind, he would just literally hit the button and say, hey, I want the last how many ever minutes. Five minutes, whatever, yeah. yeah. And then it would save the last five minutes as an MP3 file. And, you know, we got it. We have his phone kind of plugged into the computer so he could just pull the file off his phone, throw it into Adobe Audition. And he's got the last five minutes of audio right there. And he just trims down the highlight that he needs, and boom, he's off to the races again. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. I kind of wish I would have had that for when I was working as a DJ. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it'd be really helpful because there's a lot of things where it's like, you know what, man, I really wish I was recording that. Well, this one will just sit there and just run in the background, always keeping the last 10 minutes full. It's some sort of rotating buffer, but... If you ever want anything of the last 10 minutes, you just hit a button and it's all, you know, it's boom, ready to go. It's not bad at all. Yeah, I was, I was so, testing it out. At a, what would you rate it as? No, I like it. In, in a scale of Harry Potter to <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> what type of arbitrary scale do you have there? Like what's in the middle judge. of that scale? Um, in the middle of that scale is, um, Battlestar Galactica and Deep Space Nine. Wait, that's in the middle of your scale? 
because I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm sitting in our book nook, and I just happened to see Harry Potter and Star Wars. Like, they're on the same... Oh, you're hiding in the book nook? You're able to see out the window? Yeah. It's a good little nook well, you got there. Well, that and uh, cats won't come in here too often, so plus the sound doesn't echo. Mm. Um, Literally, but, Harry Potter's on one shelf, and Star Trek and Star Wars are on another shelf, so... That's why you randomly are... <laughs> okay. Yep. You just picked Deep, Deep Space Nine just because? Because I think Deep Space Nine was garbage, but hey. <laughs> he thinks it's garbage, too. Yeah, we're all okay. Then, I just think it's funny that there's Deep Space Nine books in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing they did not come from your part of the library. Nope. I'll have to keep that in mind. So yes, no, if you um, if you ever, you know, are at a speech or something and, you know, somebody says something profound and you, you know, you want to hear what they say. How good is the quality? It's your microphone on the phone. So if I was able to connect like um, another microphone to it, say like a lavalier or a boom mic, whatever one I have connected to the phone. Yes. Does it also work for iPads, iPhones? I don't know if they have this for iOS devices. Let me see. Let me go to the web page. Let's see. App info. App details. Of course, as soon as I say the cats won't come in here and bother me, one of the cats comes in here. You said the magic words of they won't bother me. Well, Freya doesn't really bother anyone. Odin's the big lughead. Uh, it looks like this is... An Android-only program? Yes. I mean, that's not a bad thing. Like, I can always get a cheap... I say cheap, but they have basically small little Android-operated tablets that I could get to make it work if yeah. needed. No, that that could work. That's what I was thinking is like, you know, we were using his phone, but yeah, I could go out and just buy an Android phone or I've got my old G, my old S5 sitting in the other room. I could take that in, you know, just keep it plugged into the computer so it's always powered up. And literally have the only app on there be that. Yeah. To maximize the amount of space that you could actually save or... Yeah, if you if you pay for the app, uh, it can store up to twenty minutes, or actually no, thirty okay. minutes now. They just updated it, but the free version is ten minutes. Which still, ten minutes is more than enough to catch something that you miss. Especially yes. like even if I was doing an interview and had it like recording on my Zoom, and had that app running in the background. And say, like, we continue talking after I clicked end on the Zoom, mm-hmm. then I'd have the backup audio file right there. Um, uh, the downside, uh, I think, though, I think um, this one will take over the microphone. So I'm not sure if you could actually have it running in tandem with another voice recording program. Zoom is a brand of microphone. Oh. That's literally a standalone one, like a Tascam. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Sorry, I was still thinking apps. No, I was thinking physical, actual microphone. Yeah, yeah, okay, that would... Gotcha. Yeah, and there's also the on-camera microphone. Like, there's so many microphones I use, but having backup would be great. Yeah, it's, like I said, this was the original reason why I started looking into this was because... You know, the, our sports, sports guy highlights. wanted, yeah, wanted a backup for those times where he accidentally would miss a highlight. And yeah, we've got we've got a major archiver for the entire station for affidavits and this, that, and the other thing. But it's mm-hmm. a pain in the butt to get into and out of. Yeah. So this one is just, you know, he could just have it on the desk. Oh, I missed something. Boom, hits a button, says, hey, give me the last five minutes. 
creates an MP3 file. He's able to he's got the you know he's got the the folder already open on the computer, and he just drags and drops it, and he's good. See, now in that case, I would always go for the last ten as the just in case for the simple fact that like oh yeah, I just missed it. Give me just the last five, but the buffer is for ten minutes. Might as well just pull it all. Might as well pull it all and completely wipe out the buffer, and then you don't have to worry about it. No, that's true. I would always pull the ten minute buffer. Now, if I had the thirty minute option, I wouldn't always pull thirty minutes like that. That's that's a lot of MP3. That's a lot of audio to edit. And we both know how audio editing can become tedious. Yes. Yeah, hell. Yes, it just can. going through just from going through and removing long awkward pauses, even in this conversation that we've had. Thank you, Delete Silence for Adobe Audition. Thank you. It is going is going to be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But yes, Delete Silence is one of your best friends. In this, I constantly have background noise going. Yeah, well, that's why you uh, you do... Um, noise capture. Yes, that's why when I count down, I always 5, 4, 3, and then I go. Yep. Thank you, TV, for that one. Right, so let's, let's uh, wrap it up with the random topic. Rolled ahead of time. How often do you talk to your siblings? Hmm. Well, it really depends. depends I do have to say that uh, I didn't really talk to them all that much, and then my aunt died, and so there was some more talking about that. I I talked to them at least on their birthday. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you always got to call them on their birthday. There's always the annual talk and then holidays, so you've got the other talks. They call me on my birthday. Like, so I talk to them fairly frequently. I talk to my sister probably more than my other siblings. But she's also a stay-at-home mom, so I know I can get a hold of her. I'm trying to think of the last time I talked to somebody in my family that was not funeral-related. Uh, February 14th. Nope, that, huh. was funeral, that was funeral-related. Hold on. Like, I talked to all my siblings last Sunday, so a week ago. That wasn't funeral-related. February 11th. February 11th was the last time I talked to somebody in my family that was not funeral-related. There we go. Hmm. So, it was actually work-related. Well, you know, it's going to be one or the other. Yep. <laughs> work or death in the or family. F- work or funerals. Yep. That's what, well, that's, that's what happens. If you, if your, one of your siblings called you up out of the blue, would you, would that be your automatic assumption? Uh, generally, I call them up out of blue because they don't know my schedule because I'm in the army and they get confused by that. You're also how many time zones away now? Well, so that's the other thing is like Utah right now is a weird amount of time. Like North Carolina is easy. It's 13 hours. So that makes Utah 15 hours, but that makes Arizona 16 hours behind me. That's that's an, at that point, if you're over 12 behind, I almost just in my head add one. 13 is I add one and then, yeah, 15. Yeah, no, I add however many and then just flip the AM and the PM. Yeah. Usually that's how it works. But, yeah, I'd have to be up in the middle of the night to talk to any of them. Yes, currently in Seoul it's 4.23 AM. Yeah, so luckily I was in the States when you asked, hey, what are you doing right that's, now? That's why I asked him while he was like, oh yeah, Jake's in, Jake's in America. <laughs> like, had I been in Korea when you Would asked. Would not have like asked this, you. No, no, I still would have been able to do it. Like, Sunday at... When did you ask me? What time was it? Like, 11? So, midnight? I would have had to have done it right then, but... No time zones. Well, anyway, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's our answer to the topics. It's, uh, I've been over a month now. A week. 
awesome. There you go. Well, Jake, I'm glad you were in the U.S. and were able to uh, help me out here. Well, of course. Like, when you asked, what are you doing right now? I was like, if he wants me to do the podcast right at this very moment, it's going to be a very short podcast. <laughs> I just finished a half marathon. I'm going to go to... Hold on. Go eat real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got to sit down here for a second. Just, just give me a minute. All right, let's go. Not even near the computer. What are we talking about? I'll have opinions. I had a lot of time to think. <laughs> What's your view on this? I don't like it. All right. What about this? I like it. I'm like, okay, that's our show. <laughs> Would have been the greatest show ever. Like two minute random access podcast. And here's a random topic. I talked to them. All right, we're done. <laughs> That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>